Okay, today we're going to be talking about UFOs. Yes. So we're just going to be talking about UFOs in a super uh, introductory way. Um, obviously, there's 10,000 million hours worth of information you could digest on UFOs. However, I'm just going to... Uh, this is just going to be a completely random uh, UFO discussion... Um, mostly focusing on uh, Wisconsin. Uh, I found some information um, from rural areas around Wisconsin uh, that happened mostly in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Um, so we're going to talk about that and maybe go into uh, what we think about UFOs, and uh, that's the plan. So uh, right away, when I say UFO, what do you think of when I say UFO? I would assume what most people would think when you say UFO, a unidentified flying object of some kind. Or if you're me and you feel like you've seen a UFO, a crazy, weird, moving ball of light thing. What is your official stance on UFOs? Oh, I totally believe in UFOs. I, only because I was a kid and I swear to God I saw one and... With my cousin, and it was creepy and weird and whatever. So, I don't, if I wouldn't have saw that, I don't think that I would think the same, honestly. What do you think is in a UFO? Do you think that there's aliens in there? That they're from another planet? You know, I've thought about this before, too, because I totally think that, I do believe that there is, like, life on other planets. I I 100% believe in that, because... I just can't imagine a universe, a universe as vast as ours to have nothing else but us stupid fuckers on it. So you believe in space? Yes, I do believe in space. Okay. Because, I mean, unless we're in some sort of weird dome that lights up and goes dark every night, I believe there's some sort of something around us. Some people think that's a flat earth and that uh, the space doesn't I know exist. that, but I'm. you asked me what I fucking thought. I know, I'm just saying. I'm telling you what I fucking think. So that's what I think. I think there is... Maybe it's not as... Big as we're made to believe, but I know, like, at least, like, looking out the window right now, that is space. It's not just sky. It's space. There's, there's... Something's going on. Something's going on. Once the sun goes away. Right. There's something out there around the earth, whatever, and regardless, I can't and will not allow myself to believe that there are... There is just us fucking idiots here. Like, I'm sorry, we're not that intelligent... Whatever. I just, I can't believe we're it. I, my brain won't allow me to think that way. So, but I have thought about this before. Like, I totally think that there is life out there. Do they come here? Do they visit us? Do they want to abduct us? Do they want to study us? I don't know. Is that a government thing? I think there's both. I think, you know, if the, like, government has an agenda or a motive or something, why not? make their own UFO type thing and, you know, to, to fit narratives that they, they need to use on the people or whatever. But I do believe that there are 
actual, um, like, aliens and UFOs as well. I don't think it's just one or the other. I think there's, I think there's both. How about from a biblical point of view? What about it? Well, I don't think there's anything mentioned about aliens in the Bible, as far as I know. I suppose, I mean, yeah, I suppose you're right there. They don't, they don't mention them in the Bible, but, um, I, I mean... They, I mean, at least we're made to believe, at least in pictures and stuff, too, that Jesus was white, so that's already wrong. So who's to say that people didn't look differently back then, you know, or whatever, and that, like, there isn't some sort of, like, evolutionary thing happening where aliens were people or people were aliens or whatever. Who knows what, you know? So I don't ever think that there could just be one and nothing. Just because it doesn't reference it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, you know? Yeah, I'm not really sure what to think. Uh, over the the last few years, I've kind of come to the conclusion that I don't know what's going on with aliens. I don't know if it's well, nobody a, does. If it's a massive government um, plot to convince the world that there's um, this alien force that's coming to um, destroy us all, so that they can use that uh, to dominate the earth you know to mm-hmm. unite all of the earth against the alien force right you know when re- in reality it's just the government's own technology that they've had since roswell that they're they've been able to perfect so far advanced that we uh that they've been hiding from us that we just don't know mm-hmm. about that they could e- just easily unleash upon us and if they were to do that we would never know we would just assume man that's aliens Right. Uh, they could use projections or um, laser beams up in the sky to say this or that, uh, you know. So I'm not really sure what to believe as far as aliens go. Or what about you, biblically? What do you think? Because all here's here's some here's just a thought though. So it's almost like reversed, you know. Like we have the Bible that tells us that God is real, though we don't see him and have like evidence everywhere of him physically. I know that he's there, in my opinion. That's that's my personal belief or whatever. So it's kind of just the opposite with aliens. Just because there is evidence, whatever, doesn't mean they do exist. But it does, doesn't mean that they don't either, you know. It's just kind of backwards. If yeah. You think If you put it in a weird context like that, you know. So, But there's just so many things around the world that point to an alien-like creature you know, like like with the with the Mayan temples and the Egyptian temple, like these places are like completely different parts of the world, and yet they reference the same uh, thing. They reference the same being or same situations. You know, I don't know. That's just that's just my thought. Anyway, continue with what you're doing. Okay, so yeah, uh, we're not sure what the hell is going on up in the sky. I mean, yesterday, for example, I take the dogs out. You look outside, and there's always this light up there that is flickering and looking like something is going on. Uh, I don't know what's up, you know. Yeah, and you know what happens? You know what happens? So I'm, it's Valentine's Day yesterday, which we don't usually celebrate, but I have cancer. We decided to celebrate it, whatever. Anyway, this motherfucker comes in the bedroom, he's like, you gotta come out here quick. So I'm already stuffing my face full of fucking chocolate at this point. Waiting to watch a show, waiting to waiting to watch a documentary with them. God, come see this! And I'm thinking, okay, what? You know, thinking the dogs did something dumb. 
I run out there. It's fucking like 20 below outside. He's got the sliding glass door open. He's like, look at that. Look at that. And I already know what he's talking about as soon as he fucking has the door open too. I'm like, here we go again. It's a fucking, it looks like a star, sort of. But it's like weirdly crystally blue looking and it flickers constantly. Like, whatever. Anyway, so that's what he wanted me to come look at. That's what he's going to talk about right now is this fucking light, which you take it from here. You just piss me off and well, make me all cold and shit and I was eating candy. I just wanted to say that because I just don't know. I don't know what's going on up there in the sky. I don't know what's happening. All I know is since I've been a kid, there's been something going on up in the sky that can't be explained whether it's the government the or legitimate aliens or aliens from another parallel universe or shape-shifting beings coming in and out of a, the, a dimension and who, who knows what. I really don't know what it is, but something is going on up there in the sky um, and it's been documented by many, many, many hundreds of thousands of people uh throughout the years um so i just wanted to go over a few stories uh from wisconsin um just to showcase the fact that whether or not we know what's going on or what's it could be what it might be it, the fact remains something's going on up in the sky and uh we just don't really know what it is but there's lots of witnesses and lots of uh events that keep happening so the first event i'm going to talk about uh happened in eagle river wisconsin in 1961 um so in 1961 uh joe simonton a 60 year old wisconsin chicken farmer living in eagle river wisconsin heard some strange noises outside his house he stepped outside to discover a very bright silver disc floating above his yard. It was about 12 feet from top to bottom and 30 feet in diameter. Simonton says he saw the hatch open and three dark-skinned Italian-looking men, about 5 feet tall and 125 pounds, were standing outside holding a chrome thermos. So like a whole bunch of Joe Pesci's just disbord, like got off this spaceship? Apparently. Wow, cool, okay. So they're holding a chrome thermos. They were dressed in tight black and blue suits and wore helmets. He noticed they were making something on a cooking device that looked like a griddle. They didn't speak, but somehow Joe knew the men needed water, and he offered to fill up their jug with his pump. When he got back to the apparent spacecraft, he handed over the water. In return, one of the aliens handed him four thin holy pancakes. The head alien put his finger on his forehead as if to say, thanks. Simonton saluted him back. Still hot, Simonton took a bite of one of the pancakes and later told the Associated Press it tasted like cardboard. Um, Lewis says the saucer cakes were analyzed and determined to be made of flour, sugar, and grease. Uh, some believe the real findings were classified and hushed up, Lewis said. Um, Lewis is this uh, must have been the reporter at the time. Um, so you're reading this this article directly, like quoting this article. Uh, yeah, but okay. More or less. Uh, I just got all these stories off of uh, um, the w website um, about the spaceship uh, festival that we go to every year. 
Oh, the um, UFO days in Elmwood? Yeah, well, I, uh, from Elmwood, Wisconsin, it's not too far from where we're at now. They have uh, UFO days every summer because Elmwood, Wisconsin is, um, according to them at least, one of the UFO capitals of the world with uh, shitloads of sightings coming out of uh, Elmwood. Yeah, and the, the one guy that, so like we went on this little tour thing or whatever, he was one of the... Um, he, he, he was, like, telling us, you know, like, showing us all the locations that things happened. And he actually showed where the most famous one happened, which w- involved him as a little kid with his mom and sister. And I have the, I have the story in here. Oh, cool. That's all part right. of it. Cool. So I got all that information from the Elmwood oh, okay. website. Which... Yeah, that guy was really cool. I remember us talking with him. And, he, I mean, yeah. he's very, it was just weird because he's a very logical, very nice, down-to-earth guy. Like, you know, you wouldn't expect him to be a guy uh, be talking a, about aliens. Yeah, you wouldn't expect him to be a guy talking about aliens ever. He's a very hardworking, like... Yeah, he was like a, just a farmer. Yeah, he's a hard... Yeah, he's a farmer. Dairy, dairy farm, I think. Right, like he, yeah, and his, like, his family kind of all lives around there and, you know, and they farm and stuff or whatever, but he's a very logical, down-to-earth guy who's like, you know, you just would not expect him to be the type to talk about this stuff, let alone, like, lie about stuff. But very, very nice guy. Very, very nice guy. But I'm, yeah, I'm excited to rehear his story because it's kind of an interesting one. So, sorry. Yeah, so uh, anyway, the he ate the pancakes uh, that the aliens gave him. And uh, the Air Force did some major investigations on the case. And in the end decided it must have been a sudden strange dream Simonton had, had while he was still awake. Um, but Simonton was a fairly normal guy. He was well-liked in the community. Even played the annual Santa Claus at the Elk River Chamber, um, or the Eagle River Chamber, but that wasn't uh, enough to make anyone believe him. The case was documented as unexplained. Simonton was a bit upset that he even heard about it, and he told the press reporter that if it happened again, I don't think I'll tell anyone about it. Uh, the majority of people don't report these things, he, uh, Lewis said. They rationalize and keep going. Many rational, down to earth people have made reports. Um, so that's the first uh, instance of a sighting here in a rural area. Mm-hmm. The second one is in Bloomer, Wisconsin. I actually have. Do you a, know where that is? I do. Um, so you know the campground, the O'Neill Creek campground that we used to, or that I like, grew up going to, and I took you to a yeah. couple times. So it's not far from there. Um, I'd okay, say so like an hour and a half away from where we're at. Roughly. Uh, well, Bloomer's a little bit farther, so I'd say it's more like two hours to Bloomer, but. Yeah, to the campground, it's like an hour and a half. It's probably like another half hour to, to Bloomer. It's, I mean, it's not far from there. But yeah, so it's up that way. Okay, so this story is um, happened in Bloomer. About half of the alien ca- encounters reported in the U.S. describe the greys. Um, the, they might be the most familiar extraterrestrial beings. Uh, a Wikipedia article identifies them as small-bodied, sexless beings with smooth gray colored skin. An enlarged head and black eyes. So the greys are what you think of as an alien. That mm-hmm. when they say the greys, that's what you think of, like, like the, 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 the big, big headed, head, big eyeballs, yeah. you know, few fingers with little bulbs on them or whatever. Yeah, like 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 the stuff that you know people make. Uh, like if you were to draw a picture of an alien, that's like what that's you would a, yeah, draw. like your standard whatever, you know. Yeah. So in Wisconsin, uh, this in in Bloomer in nineteen ninety seven. Um, there was a report of a Gray's abduction that happened there. One day, a woman from Bloomer, Wisconsin, who didn't want to give her name, 
saw a craft hovering by her home. Her front door open, opened. She felt a slow, steady force, and a mist oozed in. She could hear a voice in her mind asking her why she was resisting. Um, so th this guy that's giving all these uh, um, accounts. accounts, he is from, he's a well-known paranormal researcher, author, and lecturer, Chad Lewis. And he grew up near Elmwood, Wisconsin. So it's kind of interesting because whenever someone says paranormal, I automatically assume like ghosts and stuff. Well, but that is it. I know, but it also encompasses like this type of stuff as well. I just, I never think that when someone says paranormal, I never think aliens. I think automatically just ghosts and stuff like that. Yeah. But it, it does encompass, um, you know, like aliens and, and just other like mysterious things at work, I guess. Yeah, paranormal could just be otherworldly things. Right. That but I never, explains. I never knew that until like I don't remember. I was having a conversation with someone like I don't know, probably like a year ago, and I didn't, I just didn't realize that. So, so. this guy that's get, telling all these stories, uh, he's has a master's degree of science in psychology from uh, Stout. Um, you know, so it's not like he's just some guy telling these stories. He uh, interviewed all these people. Uh, you know, it's not like he's just a random guy. He's a well-known researcher from this area. Chad hey, was he the guy that we went, um, at the thing? That, that may have been the, the guy. Lecture? That Possibly. It might have been that same guy that we, we sat in on a lecture during the um, what, UFO days. Yeah, because there was some sort of famous somebody it that was talking. It may have been that guy, possibly. I wouldn't know unless I saw him, but he was an older guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, so... She could hear a voice in her mind asking her why she was resisting. Um, so Lewis w was the one. He was part of the group who interviewed her under hypnosis. Under hypnosis, she remembered seeing three creatures, three and a half to four feet tall, the greys, Lewis said. She remembered being taken from her house and brought on board the craft where they did procedures. Um, unexplainedresearch.com claims that the way she described the creatures while hypnotized corresponds to 85 to 90 percent of other reports something chad lewis found alarming was that she recalled seeing at least a dozen other people on board the alien craft with her he wonders what happened to them during the hypnosis session lewis found out that this was not the first close encounter um with this woman strange things like this started happening to her at least 20 years earlier the poor woman even started to cry while she was hypnotized when she woke up, she was convinced that this particular alien ex experience was only a dream. But Lewis said she later found a large burn mark in her backyard, similar to other UFO visitations. Uh, and you can read more about this case uh, from the Up North Up Norther Explorer. So she goes under hypnosis, and they discover that she's this wasn't the first time she had had this happen multiple times throughout her life, when she, starting when she was a kid. Yeah. Did they say, like, what age or any of No, the, it just says that it, it, it started happening to her at least 20 years earlier. Okay. Um, but they don't even say how old she was. But she has no recollection of that consciously. She only has the right now consciously one. Basically, right? yeah. Okay. Yep. Just want to make sure I understood that right. All right. Okay. Um, next one is, this one happens in Elmwood. This is the one of the Wisconsin police officers' repeated sightings. So, George Wheeler... Um, is the one when we did the UFO days George Wheeler was the police officer from Elmwood who had multiple sightings um, so in 1976 30 year old veteran police officer and World War II combat pilot George Wheeler 
said he saw a UFO near his home in Elmwood, Wisconsin. It was the second time Willer had seen something strange in the skies above the area. The officer spotted what looked like a bright orange glow coming from the top of Tuttle Hill. He said it was as bright as the sun and hard to look at. At first, Wheeler assumed it was a fire, so he drove his squad car to the top of the hill. To his surprise, he found a glowing object that seemed to be hovering a hundred feet off the ground. It had six bluish-white lights, windows on the sides, and he could see moving shadows inside. That's when Wheeler radioed the sheriff's department in Ellsworth to tell them he was watching a UFO. Just then, the spacecraft quickly shot straight up in the sky, making a whooshing sound as it left. Wheeler claims a flash of light came down from the ship and struck him. At that point, Wheeler, uh, the squad's car's lights and radio went completely dead. Wheeler was barely conscious. He couldn't remember what happened after the after that until the local resident, David Moots, stopped to ask him if he was okay. When Moots was interviewed about the case, he said Wheeler told him he'd been hit. He asked him if he'd been hit by a car, but he said no, one of those UFOs. Um, George Wheeler pointing to a position. So this happened in Elmwood. Um, Elmwood is actually a hotspot for UFO sightings. Moots said he'd heard a lot of people making such claims, so it was not a surprise to him. But being hit by a UFO took him aback a bit. There were several other witnesses involved and interviewed in this case uh, in particular. Mrs. Miles Wergland, who lived just outside of Elmwood, claimed she saw a bright orange moon-shaped object on the hill. Another witness, Paul, Freg Paul Fredrickson, saw an orange glow like a half-moon like a moon cut in half of Tuttle Hill. This wasn't the first time Mr. Fredrickson spotted something like this. Only six months earlier, he and his son saw a very similar object in the sky about the same exact time and place. Um, yeah, so... George Wheeler and many other people around this time um, had this sighting. So they, like, multiple people around different areas of town seen... The same yeah, and in the same area of Tuttle Hill where he right witnessed uh, what and he... that that happened with multiple cases in Elmwood. From my understanding, there was a lot, and I think even a maybe this maybe you'll get to this one or maybe you won't, but um, I remember them saying that there was a couple times where multiple people from different angles. Remember, we stopped at that what was it? it was like a quarry thing. Remember that um, yeah. people like from different parts of town saw this huge one and they they all like chased it you know like tried to catch up with it or whatever from different parts of town i remember that being um... i think that might possibly be in in this one also okay all right so the next one is um william bosnack encounter in frederick wisconsin um on a foggy night in the winter of 74 68-year-old William Bosnick of Frederick, uh, Wisconsin, had what he called a hair-raising experience. He was driving slowly on his way home from a meeting that night when he spotted a strange object on the side of the road. He slowly drove closer to it, trying to see through the fog, but his headlights were so bright that he could only make out the top half of the object. Drawing, oh, uh, the human, as Bosnack told newspapers, was standing still inside a transparent glass compartment that was bullet-shaped and tapered toward the top. It was between 8 and 10 feet tall and had its arms raised above its head. The... Alien person. So he's calling it a person, though. Yeah. The creature was wearing a skin-tight suit and had dark tan fur sticking out from the sides of its head. Um, also had a furry upper body and hairy armpits. Its ears stuck out about 3 inches from the top of its head. Um, 
Do they have any pictures, like any sketches or anything? There's a picture here, but it's pretty crude. It's not really, uh, doesn't really show much. I think it's okay, just kind of an artist rendering. Yeah, I was going to say, that looks more like a cartoon in a comic book or something. But yeah. Okay. Um, a paranormal investigator uh, quotes a Bosnak as saying, he was looking out the window and it was a different kind of character than you'd see on this earth. It looked like a good deal like a man, but it had a different looking face than you'd see. Uh, it had kind of a cow looking face. As Bosnak got close, fear overcame him and he decided to get the hell out of Dodge. When he stepped on the accelerator, the inside of his car got dark and he heard a noise like the engine was missing. He also heard a soft whooshing sound like the tree branches rubbing up against the car. Field investigator Everett E. Leitner, who was on the case, uh, reported that Bosnak was very frightened at the time, but the look on the alien's face looked as scared as he was. He could tell by its larger, large eyes protruding from his head. I was so scared, uh, I was afraid to go out a night, at night for a few days, uh, Bosnak told reporters. He, was all, he also said he felt he did the wrong thing by speeding away. I should have stopped and tried to show it that I was friendly. I wish I could meet, it, meet up with it again. Bosnak actually took, kept his encounter a secret for almost a month. He didn't even tell his own family. He said prior to his experience, he was skeptical of UFO stories. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be skeptical after hearing what happened to me, Bosnak said. But if people don't believe me, I'll take a lie detector test to prove that it's not just something that I made up. Um, you can find more about that case on UFO. So that's always, that's something I always find interesting too, because, you know, UFOs and aliens and whatever, you know, it's, it's like anything else. It can't be believed unless there's enough people that say it, but still there's people who don't believe in this type of stuff, even though, I mean, millions of people have, have had either encounters or seen things or, or whatever. So it's just, it's interesting to me that it's still a thing that to today in age it's still debated well i I think it's coming to a head at this point that uh so many people and i'm gonna get to that later um that um the pentagon released um files Mm -hmm. and uh kind of a statement about ufos recently Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna get to that in a bit okay um so the next one is a close encounter of oversized gnomes in wawatusa wawatusa I'm not sure where that is. Somewhere in Wisconsin. Wauwatosa. I don't know where that is either. So Anne and Peter E. of Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, reported their close encounter in November of 1975. They were an older couple. Pete was 64 and was a retired foreman who worked at a local construction company for more than 30 years. Anne was 59 and said she wouldn't believe this kind of story if she hadn't witnessed it herself. So the doorbell rang at 7.50 one night. And Anne looked behind the curtain to see who was there. She saw a strangely dressed man holding a white staff of some kind. She opened the main door quickly. Gandalf. Yeah. She opened the main door quickly locking the screen door and said, Yes? No answer. After repeating herself, she realized the man didn't talk. That's when she called Pete to come to the door. What the hell is this? Pete asked. Something left over from the trick-or-treat? He unlocked and opened the door to get a better look. The skin on his face was the same as smoked meat, and the face was lined with deep grooves, Pete reported later. Pete also described this, this strange man as having a small puckered opening for his mouth and the size of a dime, about the size of a, about the size of a dime and a pointy chin. The human-like creature also wore a hat, similar to a straw hat, but with a narrow brim, and he had tufts of hair sticking out from both sides. They looked like oversized gnomes, 
Pete said. Hmm. Um, at first, Pete really thought it was a prank, so he reached out to grab the man, but when he did, the creature raised his white staff and smacked the sidewalk with it, making him float backwards. Um, he didn't step back or jump back. He just drifted away from me, Pete explained. He looked out toward the street and saw four similar-looking beings on the lawn and in the road. They were all dressed alike, and they car- all carried a white staff in their hands, in their left hands. Their feet were making walking motions, but they were two or three inches above the ground. He could see they looked deformed with arthritic claws and legs that were bent and bowed. One of them was heavier than the rest, Pete went on. He was out in the middle of the street. He was wrapping his staff on the asphalt and floating two or three feet above the ground each time it clicked. The staff seemed to be some sort of energy stick, he continued. The roly-poly one seemed to be having the time of his life, bouncing up and down like that. He looked like the astronauts looking when they jumped on the moon, only he seemed to have more control over his movements than they did. Pete called the Wauwatosa Police Department that night. As it turned out, Officer Daniel Anderson had just gotten a similar radio message about strange-looking people only a couple blocks away. The police supposedly surveyed the, surveyed the area for three days and found nothing. The couple said they felt like Officer Anderson thought that they were a couple of nuts, which was very possible because the officer never filed a report about the incident. Ann and Pete are convinced that they were visited by spacemen that night, but they did take a lot of crap from their friends and family. My own son walks hunchbacked and says click click just to kid us, Pete reported. The couple later found uh, out one of the neighbors had seen a strange vehicle in the sky driving through the Menominee River Parkway. They kept quiet so nobody made fun of them. Peter said that they were probably right to do so. You know, they were right, Pete said. No one takes us seriously. They all think we're making it up or that someone pulled a joke on us. I'll believe it was a joke when someone shows me those staffs. Besides, the whole thing took about two minutes. Who would go to so much trouble for just two minutes? And how could anyone get away, get people to float all over my lawn? Um, Yeah, so that's kind of weird. I I don't know if I've heard too many stories about some weird-looking gnome type people that are... I've heard about the greys a lot. I've heard... um... Of, like, really, really tiny, like, being things before. But, again, they still sort of look like a traditional alien. Um, I've heard of ones that look a little bit more human-like. I have not heard of, like, that furry one you talked about. I've never heard of one like that. And I've never heard of, like, the gnome. Gnome one. So, so far, we've got the greys. We've got a bunch of Joe Pesci's. we got a bunch of Gandalf's. Uh, <laughs> and, and whatnot. So... I mean, we got a variety. I mean, at least we know there's different species of them, at least, you know. Yeah, now this next one is from Baron also. Um, This one says, Trolls go on maneuvers. Oh. Uh, UFO Roundup editor Joseph Trainer documented the story, which was also in a 1978 article in Fate magazine called Encounters with Little Men. Um, Yeah, I don't know if this is really about UFOs, but it's very odd all happening in Wisconsin. So in 1919, a 13-year-old boy named Harry Anderson was along for a drive with family and friends in their new Model T Ford. The group was on its way back to Eau Claire when the car's engine started to act up. Harry's father determined they were running low on oil and asked his son to run to a nearby farm and see if he could get some. Harry cut through a cornfield towards a farmhouse in Barron, Wisconsin, where he found help. But on his way back through the field with the oil, he claims he encountered something quite curious. Twenty little men were marching towards him in a single file line. 
Harry described them as having bald heads, white skin, and wearing leather knee pants held up mm. by braces over their shoulders. A lot like the German lederhosen pictured. Uh, uh, if you don't know what braces are, they're... Like suspenders. Yeah, suspenders. So They look like lederhosen like you would wear in Munich during Oktoberfest, he said. Uh, so this is 1919, uh, way before Snow White and the Seven Doors was released. So it wasn't like he was thinking about uh, Snow White or anything. Right. Harry quickly ducked behind a tree as the trolls marched by him. He heard the little men singing a quirky song that he said went like this. We won't stop fighting till the end of the war in 1994. Sound off, one, two, sound off, three, four. Detail, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Kind of an odd thing to be singing. That's odd. The line of dwarfs marched right into the forest, and Harry, um, what he called, heart-pumping and terrified after the event. Um, apparently these beings knew English, and according to their song, uh, was a war uh, that was going to happen, uh, be done in 1994. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what to think about that one. Seems like... It could be bullshit from coming from a 13-year-old kid. I don't know. Yeah. Kind well, I know. Yeah, but I mean, like, my story, I was, shoot, uh, I would say, I would guess I was around 10. I mean, I remember, so, like, we, you know, back in the day, you had those pull-out sofas or whatever, and my cousin and I were um, sleeping out in the living room. We had one of those pull-out sofas. We were laying on that, watching TV, and we had, like, a big bay window. So my house was, like, a... Just a one-story, no basement or anything. Just a one-story. Um, it almost kind of looked like a double-wide trailer, but it wasn't. It was an actual house, but it looked kind of like that. Um, in the you know, in out in the rural area or whatever, we had like a horse barn and a pasture and stuff like that. Well, anyway, so we're laying on that. The bay window is right in front of us, um, and we're laying there watching TV. So. Outside the bay window is, like, our front yard. It's not real big. It's probably, like, I don't know, 50 feet, and then the road, and then is there's a farm on the other side of the road. And behind that farm, there's this big, like, bluff hill thing, you know? It's that, So that's all you see is, like, the farmland, you know, at this point, the corn is cut down so you can see the actual house across the road, and then this hill bluff thing, whatever. And we're just laying there. It's probably like 9 o'clock roughly, so it's dark out at this point, 9, 10 o'clock. And just this weird ball of light. And, it I mean, it's, it doesn't look very big, but when you put it in context of um, everything else, it, it had to be huge, you know. But to us, yeah. it, you know, it didn't look that big, whatever. But it comes really slowly. Just the way it moves was so weird. It comes up really slowly. You can see it coming up right over the top of this big hill thing and it's moving down along in front of the trees in front of it and then it starts slowly coming at us but i mean it's moving so slow like i mean impossible slow like if it was something flying it would just crash you know yeah and it's just coming closer and closer and me and my cousin are kind of looking at each other and then looking at it and keep doing that over and over and over again until all of a sudden both me and my cousin are like fuck this shit we just both looked at each other and ran to find my mom. And by the time, you know, my mom's literally right down the hall. So, I mean, it would have taken, like, two seconds, three at max, to get her. And by the time we got back, it was gone. And at the, like, the speed it was moving, 
Like, how, how, where did it go? How did it get gone so fast? It didn't make any sense. And, I mean, we watched it for a long time, too. Like, it was moving slow enough to where we just sat and watched it. Like, what is this thing? What's it going to do? Yeah. You know, for, like, probably, like, ten minutes. Which, I mean, even if I was walking, I could have walked to it faster than it had come up and down the hill and towards us. That's how slow it was moving, you know? So, it was just, I don't know. It was crazy. So that, I mean, that's my experience with one, but, so I couldn't tell what it looked like because it's pitch black outside. All I know is it was a big round ball of light, you know, it could have been, had other things. I just, that, because it was pitch black outside, that's all I could see was this piercing bright light, you know? Yeah. And then it moving that slow. And actually when I was um, a nursing assistant, I had a resident one time, this was on the Alzheimer and dementia unit, but part of his life story because you can read you know in their charts like about them or whatever so apparently he was a farmer and he used to be like a normal guy just a old farmer had wife kids everything and then in his chart it, it talked about him um claiming to have seen an alien spaceship and having been abducted and like probed and all kinds of stuff and his life basically like fell apart from there because he would not let it go he was like no this happened to me you know, and whatever else. Um, I mean, I can't, I don't know what exactly happened with his family, but I know that he basically after that was like ridiculed and all this kind of crazy shit happened. And then now he, at this point in life, when I knew him, he was an elderly man, Yeah. you know, but it said that like, basically he used to be like a normal person and then struggled after that with his life and, you know, had been seen by therapists and shrinks and basically people thought he was crazy yeah but he would not let it go because he was like no this did happen to me um and at the point i knew him he didn't even i mean he wasn't even to the he wasn't even capable of really speaking anymore so i couldn't ever like talk with him about it or anything but i remember reading that in his chart and thinking how interesting or whatever and 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 also like unfortunate that regardless of it happening or not how his life played out after that you know just because people didn't believe him. You know? hmm. So, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, it's strange. Who knows what happened there. Right. I mean, it's possible that, I mean, just like anything else, that he could have just went nuts or whatever. But, like, if it, you know, just like with my story, no one's going to tell me that I didn't see that. Yeah. Ever. I mean, you can sit there and call me crazy if you want, or, oh, it was a helicopter, if it was this, or if it was that, whatever. But I know... That those things don't move that slow. I know that, like, you know, I know what I saw. I know what happened. No one's going to convince me otherwise. Yeah. Period. So, I understand if it did happen to him, or at least he believed it did happen to him, I I understand why he wouldn't let that go. Because no one's going to tell me that I'm a liar and that I didn't see what I saw. Yeah. So, I understand that, you know? So. Um, that also happened to me as a kid, too. Um, didn't you and your brother yeah. see this? Or so, was it just you? I don't remember. Yeah, it's kind of similar to your story a little bit. Um, it's kind of hard to really pin down the exact uh, synopsis of events. But I was probably between between t- 10 and 12. And I lived, um, uh, you know, being from Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, that's where I, this happened. Um, it was on the west side um, of Albuquerque, kind of by West Mesa High School. 
and uh, I was at my grandparents' house. So we lived with them at the time, and uh, we, were, me and my brother, slept on bunk beds. And I don't know if I slept on the top bunk or he did, because it seems like we kind of switched off every few years. But uh, I looked out the window, and right across from the window was my grandpa's garage, which was probably like 20 feet from the window, mm -hmm. very close to the window. And, uh, you know, it's dark outside. It's I'm not sure what time it is, probably like 10 or 11 at night, something like that. Look out the window, and... There's a craft of some type floating above the garage, like uh, what you would think of as a classical example of a UFO, if you were to think of one, mm -hmm. like it was a disc-shaped object with circular lights on the edge of it, different colored lights, and uh, yeah, it was just like a bunch of lights spinning um, above the garage, uh, really, really close because it was only 20 feet away, um, above the garage. So I freak out and wake my brother up and, uh, we both look out the window. It's there. Um, so we jump out of bed and run to go get my mom to tell her we just saw this thing. And, uh, by the time we get back, of course it's not there. Right. But. It was quite vivid <laughs> uh, display. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, there was no mistaking the fact that it was there. It was something was going on right above the garage. Um, but yeah, uh, that's my... But I mean, just like that guy, like, no one's going to tell you that you didn't see that. You know what I mean? Like... They they might be able to explain it away by something else, but the fact that you saw what you saw, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, in your mind and in your heart, like, that's what you saw. That's how you interpreted it. Maybe maybe someone else could be like, oh, well, it's this or that, but you're like, no, that you know. Yeah. I saw, unless you can explain to me what this shape thing was that makes sense in any other sense... You know, that's what I saw. Yeah, to me, what I saw immediately was like, oh man, that's a UFO. Holy shit. Yeah, and see, for me, it wasn't that right away. Um, that wasn't my first thought. Obviously, you know, when I saw the light, my first thought was something else, like a, a plane or whatever. But it very quickly became, okay, A, they don't move like that. Just the movements it was doing, the speed at which it was doing it none of that fit or made sense. Plus where we were, like, it would be extremely strange for a plane to be there. I, you've been out there out where I used to live off Jay down there. Yeah. Like, it would, there would be no reason for a plane to be there that low, you know, and go, it's impossible. Like, so my very first thought as a child trying to rationalize it was, of course, something like that, like a plane or a helicopter or whatever. But, I mean, even as a child, it was, you know, I used my deductive reasoning to go, okay, that's, that's physically impossible because it couldn't move that slow and make movements like that as well. Yeah. You know? Because just the way it was moving, there's no way it could come up and down like that and, like, turn and, like, just the way it was doing it and just that slow. Like I said, we watched it for, like, probably ten minutes before we made the move. So, I mean, it had to be moving at, like, 
less than a mile per hour, you know, like almost hovering only, you know, yeah. speed, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, it's, this goes to show that so many people have had these experiences and something is going on. Of, and right. It can't really be explained. Are any of your stories abduction stories or are they only like... Well, that sightings? one I talked about was an abduction, that lady, remember? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. The, the other one was, but... Um, any any other like abduction ones that have like more like what they think happened or what was going on anything like that more in-depth stuff like that no i didn't get any because that seems to be a reoccurring thing too is that even if people like acknowledge the fact that they were taken by these beings or or whatever they don't remember necessarily what happened whilst taken. some do some do sort of but even them there's not usually like a detail A to Z from like start to finish and then dropped off. Yeah, not you know, exactly. No. A lot of times they're like they did this, but then like like there's not a lot of detail as far as like okay, you know, like right when you first got there, what did they do? What did they say? What did whatever? What led up to that? What? How did it end? Blah blah blah. How did you get back? Like there's a lot of missing pieces all the time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so um, I kind of want to bring this up, too, that um, I don't know what's up with UFOs. Like, no no one does, hardly, you yeah. know. But recently, um, last year, uh, so the Pentagon released some information. Um, uh, so I got this article. It's just from Pop- Popular Mechanics. Um, so it's entitled, Pentagon Has Off-World Vehicles not made on this earth. Um, the government's once clandestine UFO program will reveal findings on unexplained materials and crashes. Uh, so the Pentagon's on and off again once covert UFO program is decidedly back on and will soon reveal some of its findings to the public. An astrophysicist who consulted on the UFO program confirms the government possesses materials from off-world vehicles not made on this earth. The news comes on the heels of the Navy's official release of three notorious UFO videos. So, to me, it seems like the, you know, the government for sure has been documenting and keeping track of UFO sightings and um, uh, stories. And they definitely have a narrative about what they want the public to think UFOs are. And there's even and uh, and, evidence yeah. and uh, people who've come forward, like in that documentary, The Mirage Men, where they purposefully infiltrated the UFO community to breed um, uh, a sense of uh, confusion within UFO research uh, in order to cloak the fact that they were conducting um, clandestine uh, military um, operations uh, at Kirtland Air Force Base and around New Mexico um, working on top secret aircraft you know like uh, planes that are different than we know of that have to use different technology and uh, that they just don't want anyone to know about mm-hmm. so that they, they purposefully uh, infiltrated um, UFO like the National UFO Congress and uh, all those organizations in order to feed them all a bunch of bullshit uh, 
to total, totally muddy up the water of what was going on with UFOs. Um, so I think, I don't know what's going on with UFOs, but uh, the Pentagon for sure okay, but has I, all kinds of info. That... I, I have a question about that though. You said the Pentagon released this information, but the thing that you read was not from the Pentagon. It was from someone saying the Pentagon did that. So Well, this article is talking about the fact that the Pentagon said I know, but you're this about is, to release. Some I know, but you're also still saying that it's a it's basically a he said you know situation. It's a he said something. So you did not get this from a Pentagon source or Pentagon website. You got it from someone claiming. Well, the it's Pentagon. from Popular Mechanics, and it's from uh, in June of 2020, a Senate committee report um, authorized appropriations for fiscal year 2021 for the task force supporting its efforts to reveal any links that unidentified aerial phenomenon. So that's what they're calling UFOs nowadays. Aerial. UAP. Unidentified aerial phenomena. Why do they... Okay, I'm getting really sick of people foreign... changing up names of shit. Like, was the name not good enough before? It's like literally the same fucking thing. Shut up. Yeah. Dumb. So it's not like they're just saying it. They're in Congress, um, they have a committee that is supposed to release all this information. And... Uh, who knows exactly what's going to be in it. But to me, this is another theory that other people uh, have put forth. And to me, it could make sense too, which would be a, a, the larger agenda of the New World Order and bringing about a world government and all that. Uh, that they've been conducting all this research and all this information. The government, government most likely knows about all this uh, UFO business about aliens about who knows what they know about and what's what the truth is and what's not the truth but one thing is for sure UFOs is 100% okay to talk about I mean UFOs are on the history channel talk about UFOs as much as you want on mainstream television mainstream radio mainstream you know there's all these people conducting all these crazy Jack Parsons experiments out in the desert like Kesha um all these people that are trying to contact aliens recently, um, the Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind um, documentary recently also. Uh, so something is going on where they're trying to get us softened up to the fact of, I don't know what, that, you know, to me it almost seems like they're planning to release all this information about UFOs and then maybe have some sort of event happen where just a mass um, event where everyone sees that they have this information. It could be, you know, who knows what. Well, and I don't how know. the fuck are we supposed to know if it's true, false? Right. It could be a massive psychological operation. Well, I was going to say, my thought is... <laughs> Knowing the government and all the bullshit and sneaky shit they've been pulling lately and it, and in the past, as we've learned with some of the JFK stuff that you've discussed and shit, but like it, it almost seems like they're at some point just going to have like a quote unquote alien invasion to get all the people to comply for something. Be like, all right, well we've made a deal with them, and if you guys comply, they won't hurt you, but you have to obey to exactly what we say, or we're going to have, you know, we're not going to have any control over them, or whatever. Yeah, just please, like, uh, something dumb. you know, you got to be implanted with this microchip. Right, and, or, uh, or otherwise they won't agree this... to, 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 to work with us on this shit. Something ridiculous and crazy like that is, in my brain, what's going to happen, just because I'm, I don't know. 
Well, it's been proven time and time again that the government doesn't just like do things for the benefit of the people. They are, they're always doing shit to benefit themselves. So what benefit does the government have in releasing any information about UFOs or trying to do this or that? Like, obviously, they're trying to do something for their own benefit for some sort of agenda. Just, I don't know what the agenda is or who it's benefiting or what the actual purpose is. But um, it still remains that the fact is so many um, stories about UFOs uh, exist. You know, I have a personal story. You have a personal story as well as hundreds of thousands of other people. Um, I just got a list uh, off the National UFO Reporting Center for the month of January 2021. And it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's nine, eight pages long uh, of sightings of UFOs from around um, the United States. And when he says uh, like eight, nine pages, I'm, I mean, we're talking like, you know, single spaced lines of on a, on a piece of paper front and back. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like a single spaced you know, like I'm just, just one sighting after the other. Yeah, I'm trying to give you context of like how many are on a page, so it's a, like a single spaced basically line of where, like the city, the state, uh, the shape. They talk about the shape, they talk about the duration, and then there's just like a short little something that talks about what they saw or whatever. But so single spaced on a paper, you know, um, front and back here, so. That's quite a few just for the month of January. Of this States, year. Of this year in yeah, the United so States. Yeah, so one example is uh, January 18th, uh, 2021 at 11.15 at night in Glendale, Arizona. Um, the shape was a disc. Duration 30 to 60 seconds. Um, I was driving home from work when I noticed a large object hovering right in front of me. You know, that's just one example. And there's eight pages of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh People calling in from all around the country, uh, giving similar um, examples. So, obviously, something is going on in the world and in the sky. Is there? Is it UFOs? Is it aliens? Um, is that all complete bullshit? Uh, is it the government testing secret vehicles? Is it both is it, working together? Is it both working together? Is it uh, alternative dimension where the these UFOs? go in and out of a, another dimension. So, okay, I want to touch base on that because I was, I can't remember if it was a documentary that I was watching. But anyway, so basically whatever it was that I was watching and, and reading and whatever, because I started looking into it afterwards, basically was talking about the theory that UFOs, um, time travel slash like wormholes, and um, what are those fucking things called? Like Sasquatch Yeti things are yeah, all... But- Bigfoot are all kind of in one thing. Like basically, that's how they get around are these like wormholes. That's from... that documentary we watched a long time oh, ago. Oh yeah, it, it was, was with about, you. Um, okay, so it was like like wormholes Bigfoot. of how they go from like dimension to dimension, but also from like time to time as well through these supposed like wormhole things. Like there's other parallel like universes within our own. You know, so like basically like. So, okay, so hypothetically, like right now, I'm in our computer room. 
So theoretically, if there was a wormhole in our computer room, I would exit out into another dimension in our computer room still, but it would be like a different... Um, another reality. A, a different reality, a different time and place and the, like alternative us, you know, type of situation. Yeah, like the multiverse theory or string theory or... Right. It, it's all links into that. So are UFOs a part, part of, of that? that? Too? Uh, yeah. Is that all linked together? Or is the whole thing complete government propaganda purely to instill to fuck fear with and mess with us for their the own agenda. human race. Yeah. You know, because obviously they are super into fucking with the human race for some reason. They just can't get enough of uh, filling us full of shit and um, making us believe all kinds of crazy nonsense, uh, not proving it, not disproving it, releasing documents, falsifying documents, um, creating entire organizations bent on infiltrating UFO groups and it's like, I don't know what's going on, but it's just one more thing to add to the list of conspiracies that I don't know what the hell is going on. And one day I would like to know. Uh, so that's why I figured we'd do an episode on UFOs. Uh, we're not even anywhere close to touching any um, big ideas about UFOs or anything like that. I just wanted to give kind of an idea what we think about UFOs, the possibilities, and share a few stories from our neck of the woods um, that have happened in Wisconsin and our own personal stories. Um, and if you ever feel up to coming around this area, check out Elmwood's uh, UFO Days. It's kind of a fun little family event. And they, like some of it's, um, you know, I don't know. Kind of hokey a little bit. Yeah, kind of hokey and fun and, you know, touristy. And then some of it's like legit. Like I said, we talk. We got to watch that guy. Um, he was giving a lecture. Yeah, some sort of lecture on it. So, like, you can go from, like, hokey family fun to, like, legit, like, you know, scientific. Um, like, pretty legit UFO research. Right. So, it kind of covers all the bases um, for a good fucking time, I guess. I don't know how else to put that. And then, like I said, they do tours. So, they so around Elmwood, we took, like, a old school bus around, and there's, like... Um, spots um around elmwood that they have like you remember there was a couple that had like these white white stakes yeah um, that had like writing on them or whatever for where people saw it and who saw it and when and whatever so like they had like the spot like landmarked almost um and then that one guy the farmer guy that we were talking about that he kind of led the tour and everything he took us to his old family home where he used to see him as 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 a kid after he saw that initial one that, like, landed in front of him. So that one was, to, like, his mom, his sister, and him in the car. He was a young child. And it, like, landed in the road right in front of them. And she didn't know, the mom didn't know what to do. Um, so she just, like, backed up and tried to drive away, but was, like, enticed by it and couldn't stop watching it. Yeah. And then it, like, ended up flying over the car or something. Um, but then after that, he said that it was almost like that was their introduction to him. And then he saw them more often after that at their family farm. And he said that even once in a while, every so many years, he'll just go, because that house is abandoned now. Yeah. Like, all the windows are broke out, you know, like, it's, you know, whatever. But he said that there's, like, kind of, like, a hot time of year that they typically see a lot of the UFOs. And he, remember, he talked about he was going to go, he goes back there once in a while to just, like, just, like, see them and see if he can see them again or whatever. Yeah. Um. So he was going to, like, camp out there for, like, a weekend and see if he could, like, see them at his old family home and whatever because... 
during this like supposed like time of year that it they that they typically would reveal themselves when he was younger or whatever. So, but I guess he hasn't like seen them in quite some time from the sounds of it, but and he, some people in that town believe that the possibility of them going to Elmwood was because of that quarry that they are possibly using that quarry for energy for energy somehow that yep. that they would go to the quarry to derive energy from the natural rock or something. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Kind yeah. of weird. But that but that's but, kind of like the towns like the town folk. That's kind of their theory on it because they seem to be. Um, there's been a, a lot of sites at the quarry and sometimes like if someone does see them there, they spend a lot of time. It seems to be there. Cause I remember the one, um, guy talking about the quarry and he said that it was like there for like a long period of time, but it was a really big, uh, UFO that they saw. So someone else could see it from like across town, but this yeah. guy was like right there. Cause so, like, there's kind of this weird little, like, um, so there's the road and then right next to the road is a little pull off area next to the quarry. So that's where we parked, where that guy had parked and was literally right there watching it. Um, and he's, I thought he said that like it all of a sudden like went transparent or something like that where you yeah. can't see it anymore, something like that. But someone from like across town, like was witnessing this as well. So he's like, it was almost like the thing was still there, but you just couldn't see it anymore after he'd watched it for quite some time, just sitting there doing something like it was you know, it seemed like it was in that quarry with intent. Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, like kind of the town folks theory was that this big quarry that they had, um, you know, it's all exposed natural rock and whatever. Um, and that maybe the UFOs were using it as yeah, an energy sort of, source yeah, for their, sort of for their ships somehow. Yeah. That's kind of their theory, um, on why there and why, because they, like I said, that's kind of a, the center of where they see them all the time. They do see them other places there, but that's where they've kind of seen them more often than not. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting. So if you ever are in this neck of the woods, check out Elmwood, Elmwood, Wisconsin for their UFO days. It's kind of fun and cool. And, you know, like I said, they have stuff for the kids too and whatever. But if you're looking for family fun and um, some actual, like, interesting, Im- interesting info and things to do, it's it's definitely something to check out. So... Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what do you think about UFOs? Yeah. Let's hear, let's hear your theories. Let's hear, let's hear your stories, man. Like, that's what I like. I like hearing people, like that list that you got. I'm going to go through that list tonight. I want to know some of them. Yeah. There's so many stories and we always get the, the crazy stories and, and everything is always sensationalized and blah, blah, blah. I just want to hear some regular stories from regular people just like us you know i i don't have no nothing to gain or lose from sharing my story right me neither i just want to know what the hell's going on which i think most people want to know also uh so you know another reason why we've got this podcast going on yeah and you know what if we get enough stories and you don't mind us sharing like we'll share some of your guys' stories too i think that'd be kind of cool to hear some of your guys' stories and share them with others so um, feel free to send us an email with any of your stories that you might have. That's dtdimension at protonmail.com. Yeah, so that about wraps it up for uh, the UFO introductory episode. Um, you can find uh, all of our information on doublethoughtdimension.com. Um, at, at the website, there's uh, multiple blog posts that I put on there. Um, there's a donate button. Uh, we're value for value operation. So if you received any value out of this last hour, 
um, you know, because it's free for you. All you got to do is click on it and you get to listen to it totally free. There's no ads. There's no one uh, telling me what to say. Um, I have no, uh, I don't care. I'll say anything. Um, no one's trying to stop me. Um, I can do anything. We're, we're just having a conversation here. So if you feel like you've gotten any sort of value out of the, uh, the last hour, uh, feel free to go to our website and um, donate. Uh, you can do uh, $1, uh, one cent. Uh, you could just write an uh, email and say, uh, what you think about the podcast, whatever. But go to doublethoughtdimension.com, uh, email us at dtdimension at protonmail.com, um, and you can find us on Spotify, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, and if you just uh, go to our website and click on the RSS feed, you can type our RSS feed into whatever podcast player you listen to or that you use, and then most likely it'll be on there. So, Yeah. Uh, glad we started talking about UFOs today, and uh, that just about does it. And remember, the truth is out there. Yes. Who says that? Somebody says that. It's from uh, X-Files. X-Files. The truth is out there. Yeah, yes. or the bullshit the government yeah. wants you to think is out there. That's true. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>